0: P.S. I Love Hoffman is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Iggy Pop! Hey, Amen. Let her I'm a fucking idiot. Red meat, we crave sustenance.
1: I'm an artist.
0: Hello, my name is Truman Puppy. Why don't you have some fun?
1: Fun! Fun! Tommy? That's uh, a thing. Whoever she is, I'm gonna find her and I'm gonna hurt her. I've spent the past three years learning Finnish! <laughs> I'm always on my cool. This is a process of dehypnotization. Shut, shut,
0: shut, shut, shut up! Mmm! Mmm! seen a little bit of water. Hey Hoff fans, welcome to this episode of P.S. I Still Love Hoffman. Our love letter to the remarkable career of the late, great Philip Seymour Hoffman. I'm still Brian Rodriguez. And I'm still Kyle Reintried. We're always home, we're always uncool, and we're always ready to rewatch some of our favorite Philip Seymour Hoffman films. And I think this one counts as one of our favorite Philip Seymour Hoffman films because today we're watching, rewatching Mission Impossible 3. I am ready to accept this mission. Does this have any tagline? Like I know ones no, are like the fir- Rogue the f- Nation. F- exactly Ghost Protocol.
1: First first three are just MI, you know, Mission Possible, MI2, MI3, and then you get Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, Fallout.
0: Gotcha, gotcha. And then two more apparently. Yeah, exactly. Away. Yeah, whatever. Plenty of time to discuss them. Plenty of time to discuss them here. So Kyle, I have it queued up on Amazon. You do as well, correct? Correct. So just a reminder, guys, this is our rewatch episode. We actually, of course, have covered this on our regular run. And our guests on that episode were guests that you, I, I think your mom introduced you to, but they were, really, <laughs> they were really great.
1: That's My mom is my agent forever. <laughs> always. And she met them via, like, you know, they have a newborn or whatever and just making small talk. He was, he, you know, he was a writer on, uh, oh, I've, Colbert, I, th- right? I think originally colbert yeah i think it was long enough ago it was before the late show
0: with him on. no no i think he was a writer for the late show oh okay but he was, was, was on uh larry wilmore before that and then before that ah colbert yes there regardless you
1: know, look, look at your memory but yeah that was mike and liza so it was uh liza poor and mike uh forgive me mike mike Pelosic, i believe is how you pronounce his last name and um yeah, and I know she had her own podcast. I forget the original, but I just, I just actually kind of, I haven't had a conversation with them, but I reconnected with them recently via Instagram, and um, they have a podcast called DVD Deathmatch.
0: <laughs> I like that name, <laughs> and it's just like
1: on Instagram, it says how many DVDs is too many DVDs. So it's fun. It's one. Uh, as i'm looking just at my blu-rays alone i see so many and all my dvds are at my parents house but yeah they're just doing you know like one film versus another um it it looks like uh a a little night music versus labyrinth so sondheim versus like bowie uh then you get so random Eve's Bayou versus Groundhog's Day. I have to check it out because it's very intriguing just via these images. And oh, I think the big thing that I saw, because then they, um, they Tomorrow's episode features our first Hoff sighting. What was the... And they, they, they tagged PS I Love Hoffman. That's how I... ah oh, In a post. Okay. What was they... Oh, they did State in Maine versus uh, Memoirs of a Geisha.
0: Ooh, and of course, Philip H. Hoffman is in Memoirs of a Geisha. Exactly. He
1: was an amazing
0: geisha. <laughs> oh, man. So check out that episode, guys. But we yeah, have that was a lot, fun. We have a lot to talk about on today's episode for sure. I've written some topics down, uh, fun things we want to mention, anniversaries, cool stuff, Mission Impossible stuff. So, Kyle, you, you said the trope already. But we have to do it again. Do you choose to accept this mission? I do. <laughs> that sounded <laughs> more romantic than it should be. But I'm on zero 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 on Amazon. So are you? Correct. Yeah,
1: I think like right away because I press play before it like starts the Paramount Mountain. So, but yes, on 0-0-0-0-0. So wh- why don't you count us in? Five, four, three.
0: Two one play. Playing. Playing. Rated PG thirteen. Violence, sexual content, foul language, and drug use. <laughs> Who's using drugs in this? Is like
1: they... technically like that injection, like the
0: the the, the oh, you know, I guess, is that yeah. thing a drug? <laughs> I guess. And this movie it, just jumps right into it, if I recall correctly. I
1: love it. I love this is one a explosive charge in your head. Oh, so good. I love how this movie begins. This is so great. I mean, besides the fact that we've got Philip Seymour Hoffman right away and just right a sta- away and a right stare away. down between him and Tom Cruise, one of the most intense actors out there, and obviously this is they already are familiar with one another in intense scenes due to magnolia a film that we haven't covered yet.
0: Ooh, now, yeah, Hav- the- uh, you know,
1: on the rewatch.
0: What's your time code by the way? Just want to make sure I hit it at the same time cuz like, I had a one, little bit of one, a delay.
1: 106 one, or 111 now.
0: Okay, I'm like 10 seconds behind you. Oh, really? No biggie. No, cuz my like there was like a internet thing and it froze in the beginning. Not a big deal. We are going to sync up. All right, we should be around the same thing right now. So you write Hoffman right away. Do you remember his character name? It stumped you a little bit the other Owen, Owen day. Owen Davian, yeah. Yes, Owen Davian. This is like a great look for him. I always thought that, even at the time, but especially now, a great look for Hoffman. It's a very clean look, you know, because he usually has like a scraggly beard. He looks yeah. like a little disheveled in a lot of movies. Not here.
1: I think he accepted his Oscar and then walked onto this set. That's what, you know, he just looks like he's ready for a red carpet Yeah, he looks great He's just so deadpan And I love it because the way you helped me on an airplane It's just so, the scene is so tense And then we get this, we're hearing about our rabbit's foot What's the rabbit's foot? It's just, it's awesome It's just hinting and teasing so many things and I love to be
0: teased. I'm going to make this episode really weird. <laughs> <laughs> you made it weird. That's a good idea uh, for a podcast, right? Oof. And she's from the other movies, or
1: no? You're, you're at. Um, so she only has like another another speaking role in this last one, Fallout um she we see her from a distance at the end of the next one ghost protocol but we realize like they for her you know he's never gonna have a normal life and so unfortunately uh their marriage doesn't work out and he's like protecting her from a distance and like she has like a new name and stuff it's crazy
0: Now, uh, just for the record, how many of these are there now? Because again, I know they six, and there's two more in the works.
1: Yeah, and now since six, uh, wait, no, since five, it's been the same director. I gotta. Ooh, here we go. I love. Ooh, I love this opening with the snare drum, very like military marching band.
0: This font doesn't feel like it belongs. It belongs in Mission Impossible, but it doesn't feel like it belongs in this movie. If that makes sense, yeah. And what year is this movie from again? This is like two thousand five. Oh, I forgot. Jonathan Rhys Meyers is in this, and we get Billy Crudup, little almost famous, and Larry Fishburne, and Larry Fishburne. <laughs> Just talked about him on my podcast. Coming out the same day, Boys in the Hood. Check it out. My other podcast. high school slumber party um and this is foodie scene a party right foodie films
1: sure (laughs) Uh, this movie made me
0: due to this like films
1: yes exactly um because of a scene coming up at this party um maybe like interested in traffic and traffic patterns (laughs) that's his that's his like, alias is like a worker for the transportation department or the c- city transportation. I don't know.
0: <laughs> uh, get some more diverse friends. Oh, there's an Asian guy in the background, <laughs> it's a very white party.
1: Um, oh, so no. a couple
0: of people dotted in here. There's
1: today. a there's a there's a black person of color behind them out of focus. Yeah.
0: And there's one in a
1: there's one on the chair. account? Is this one of the games that you mentioned? <laughs> yes. <laughs> um. So Christopher McQuarrie is the director that has now directed f- uh, five,
0: six, and is directing seven, and eight. Yeah that that's his new guy. That's his new guy. Yeah, exactly. Like he. But there's another guy who directed movies in here who was also his guy. The one who directed the one before this, before the the Christopher McQuarrie. What query or whatever? His name is. Brad Bird. Oh, really? Then no. Okay, then who am I thinking of? There's another like Tom Cruise has two guys now that he does for all his projects. Let me uh, see. Oh, let me. It might not. Maybe he didn't do Mission Impossible. Maybe he does his other series, But
1: no, I think the guy from like one of the other. Okay, let me see. T- um, filmography.
0: Because it's Jack. a long filmography, <laughs> as they covered on Cruise Club here on the Cage Club Podcast Network.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I think he liked Doug Lyman, Is that who you're thinking of? do of Tomorrow.
0: <clears throat> I really don't know the name, so I, if I, I need to see,
1: no, I, th- I think that's the whole. I think because Christopher Christopher McQuarrie also did Jack Reacher, and that's how they met. Gotcha.
0: Um. I, 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 think that Joey told one. me he has two guys.
1: Uh, okay, well, I guess we can message him on the side. <laughs>
0: well, not right now. It's early in the morning. <laughs> um, what was I going to say? Uh, Directors. So first one's directed by Brian De Palma, and then John. Crazy. Liu. Think about it. Wait, let's take it.
1: Take like, a minute on each? Yeah,
0: okay. Not a minute, but, you know, a, a, a moment.
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean, you know? this is, I mean, the original, so, I mean, oh, we get Aaron, uh, what's his name from Breaking Bad?
0: Oh, Aaron Paul. Aaron, yeah. I forgot about that. He... <laughs> He's always the same guy, essentially.
1: Yeah, all the way back to uh, Pops commercial. Yeah, Gotta have my Pops. Bops.
0: Okay, let's see. Mission Impossible film series. Yeah, so the first one is. 96. 96. Yeah, yeah. Crazy. I remember it as a kid. I was at Ryan Pre Family Movie Night. And, you know, of course, that one's mostly, you know, derivative of the TV show. Not that it's like based on the characters in the TV show like that. I mean, I don't know. It could be. But it's like, oh, they're adapting the old TV show? Cool. You know, who who would have known that they're st- they still would be making new ones now? Um, four years later the sequel came out mission impossible 2 i think everyone remembers his hair in that one and like the metallica song and him scaling the mountain i had that i had that soundtrack <laughs> I, I bought that on cd i always forget that what's her name is in that movie from uh oh from westworld now nah, yeah vandy yeah. newton yes because it um, seems like a different era
1: right oh for um, sure she doesn't age she's she's amazing and gorgeous John Woo,
0: of course, John. directed that one. Big yeah, that record. was his. Yeah,
1: after you know, face off, and just like all his American flair, he did that, and it was just. Um, I my favorite thing about Mission Impossible two is then that was that for MTV that him yeah, and Ben Stiller, Stiller yeah, yeah
0: like that's MTV movie awards or something like that.
1: That was the best thing. Ooh, we get here's we got Billy Crudup up in this scene. Again, cool. Almost Famous, like you yeah. said.
0: Hoffman Collaborator. Do they share a scene in this movie though? I don't know. Um no. Because not many people interact with him from the team. And they don't share a scene on Almost Famous, so interesting. Very true. Very true. I wonder if they even know each other's existence. I
1: feel like he does so much stage.
0: He Crowed up like he considers oh, himself sure. first and foremost a theater actor. For sure. So they must have, they must know of each other's existence. Yeah.
1: There was a really good. I mean, well, obviously we listened to him when we did when we were talking almost famous for that rewatch. And what Ooh. was that podcast you had me listen to? Ooh, I forgot. Uh, it was like the start with the origins. Think, yeah, origins. origins. Yeah. Um, I always love the way that the missions
0: are offered in the movies. Yes. Yeah. So So cool. Remember disposable cameras? Um, (laughs) I was just going to
1: say, this is a real time stamp.
0: (laughs) Um, So, of course, Mission Impossible 3 here. A lot of uh, crossover on this network. I don't think Mike Manzi, our good friend on Third Time's A Charm, has covered this, but he could, right? Uh, Of course... Could and should, yeah. Yes, you know, I'm a big Carrie Russell fan. Uh, And of course, though, they did cover it, as I mentioned, on Cruise Club, both Joey and Mike. And we Um, weren't invited... We weren't invited, no. We don't get invited for the things we want on their shows, but whatever. <laughs> no, I can't say that, because on Too Fast, I've been getting what I want recently. But
1: <laughs> You also
0: donate money, so you pay for it. I am a patron of Too Fast, Too Forever, the Fast and Furious podcast. But of course, you know, Mission Impossible 3, directed by...
1: J.J. J. Abrams, the feature film debut of J.J. Abrams.
0: Who would, of course, go on to do Star Wars movies, Star, Star Trek, Trek movies. Star yeah. But before this, I think he's most known for. What is he? I
1: mean, Lost was like the big thing then, and Felicity
0: as well. Yeah, but I would say he's most known for. I mean, look, I love Carrie Russell. I love Felicity. She's in this because of Felicity. But I think at this point, he's more known for Lost. You're right. It's
1: it's funny. He's known for Lost, but then now after time, it's just like, oh, Lost is totally
0: Damien Lindelof.
1: Like the whole series. Like J.J. Abrams put his, you know. He worked, and you know, on like the pilot and the first kind of early creating the world, but then it becomes a Damien Lindelof monster for better or for worse. And I for, and I enjoy that show.
0: I still for, say sure. For, or for, worse. for sure for sure. But I just think like, at the time people were like, "Oh, the lost guy," you know, and Alias. Yeah. Alias had like a run that people enjoyed.
1: Well, it gave him credit to the studio because that pilot is like. Intense and was like the biggest piece of like Lost you're saying Yeah was okay. the biggest cinematic piece of television At that time that pilot So you know execs saw him do that And they're like oh okay he could handle And they, this was kind of a reboot to the franchise Because I mean what did you say before The other MI2 was 2000 mm-hmm. So even though this is what So this is I know I said 2005 before But is it six or five
0: Six okay,
1: so I mean, six years it's kind of weird, but at that point, six years seems so much long. I mean, even in today's standards, reboots happen that much sooner, but uh, with Spider-Man's and stuff like that. But six years seemed like such a long time that this was kind yeah, of, yeah,
0: sorry, a uh,
1: reboot. Uh, except every time you know, I see
0: Ving Rhymes, I get excited, so yeah, sorry, I, get it. I
1: love that. Ving, I never thought about this before, but um, I mean, now there's a different cube, but up until uh, I think the last Pierce brought no, second to last Pierce Brosnan, it was the same actor that played Q throughout James Bond history. And of course, it was Maggie Q. Yes. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> but I love that Ving Rhames, besides Tom Cruise, is the only person to be in every film. Since MI3, n- Simon Pegg has now been in every film. Yes.
0: That is true, and I, I love how like Simon Pegg is the one who crossed over into other Abrams projects. Like, is anyone else from this crossed over to other Abrams projects? Um, Mingre is not in knowledge. Star Wars, which would be awesome, but he's not. He should be. He should be in Star Wars. Yeah, he's in Guardians of the Galaxy as in a cameo. Yeah, I forgot about that. You're right. Okay, so- I'm sorry, right. Guardians of the Galaxy Volume Two. Yes. Um Jonathan Reese Myers, who was a rising star at the time. Kinda not now, you know. Like I don't really see him a lot now, but at the time they were putting him in a lot of stuff.
1: Yeah, like I know I mean, of course I know uh, you know, match point, controversial Woody Allen, I know. Uh and you know, this film, I know he was in like an Elvis biopic. I think it was a major. I think it was made
0: for TV though. Mm-hmm. Put put him on the map, really.
1: But put him, yeah, put him on the map. Uh, That's like mostly most of my knowledge about him. I know he's been. He was in some like, wasn't
0: he? Didn't he play Sala in the Indiana Jones uh, series? Shut up. (laughs) No, for a second, like he had me,
1: like, like trying to think, like for a second, like young Indiana Jones. Like (laughs) I was like, wait, what? Uh,
0: That's of course John Reese Davies. Yes, his uncle. Yes, even they have a similar first name, a similar <laughs> a, 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 the same middle-ish name, and a different last name. But yet they're related. But yes, <laughs> but th- both of their catchphrases are bad dates. <laughs> but of course, he played Gimli in Lord of the Rings, which John. <laughs> I'm just joking. You know what, Jonathan Reese Myers could have been a good elf. He looks yes. like an elf. Yes, he's in the Legolas family of people. That was like, those were hot guys at the time. Like yeah, Arla- those... Orlando Bloom looking.
1: Yeah. The, ec- the extra, the guys that played extra models in Zoolander. Were... <laughs> <laughs> and that's, you know, and that's kind of like Maggie Q never comes up again in another one. And I'm like, oh, always like a little like, because in the next film, I mean, you mean. Know, he has, had, like, a little bit of, like... A, it's kind of like a Bond girl,
0: I guess, right? It's fair to say, though, that... Well, I'll ask you, because you're more the expert in this series than I am. When does Tom Cruise officially take control of the franchise? Look, he's a huge action star. He's obviously in control somewhat yeah. day one. But, come on. Like, now he has total and complete 100% control of everything that goes on. It's not here... S-
1: Say by five, because even because them four we haven't gotten to yet. Uh, live action feature film debut of Brad Bird, who at that point was Incredibles, Ratatouille, hashtag Foodie Films, uh, and Iron Giant.
0: And I, I really
1: liked four. Um... I love four. Four, honestly, next to this one, and I mean. You know if, if we we're if we were really specifically analyzing this film right now like there's certain things that like I mean it's got early JJ and still things that he does I mean with those flares and there's certain things that are like I don't want to say weak but like things that I don't necessarily love in this film. I mean I still I still love the film um, but uh, but point being, I'll say this one is my favorite because of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, and then I might say four. Like, Ghost Protocol is really fun. That has kind of a cool opening. And it Look, has...
0: I love me some Paula Patton, so...
1: Well, Paula Patton, and then I love she... Like, it's like kind of her... They're on... A t- it's Ethan's retire Or no, like, technically, I think, like, in prison or something like that. Because he's retired in the beginning of this one. Um, oh, this he's is The drugs. retired. This is this okay. is the uh,
0: the drugs, yes,
1: the Pulp Fiction. <laughs> um, but oh, I'm I'm forgetting the actor's name. But this is it's someone that uh, from Lost. So it's kind of funny that he's in the Brad Bird one and not uh, the J.J. J. Abrams directed one. But Josh Holloway, who plays Sawyer on Lost, he's in the beginning of Ghost Protocol and like gets killed, and he's Paul Patton's kind of boyfriend or love interest. Oh. And then, and then we get Jeremy Renner in that movie. He's he's then in the fifth one, which, as I said before, was the first one that Chris McQuarrie directed after. I think what did I say before, Oblivion, is the movie that uh, I think Tom Cruise met him on and he liked oh, him. No, I think he said it. Was oh, Edge of Tomorrow.
0: Oh, okay. But he did. But he did a Jack Reacher, right?
1: Oh, Jack Reacher. Oh, maybe. I'm sorry. There's so many. <laughs> so many So many of those movies that like Aren't the same but like You know even it's funny It's like obviously we're talking About this franchise that has existed From 1996 but there's even so Much more of a Tom Cruise mold Now Oh 100% um, So it's just Like all those movies kind of become the same To me in a way <laughs>
0: So, I mean, this, of course, is the only one of Hilsner Hoffman, and that's totally fine. Um, I don't know. It's, it's definitely... You brought up James Bond earlier. Some people say, like, Ethan Hunt is America's James Bond. And that's mm-hmm. blasphemous to a lot of people, right? But if you think about it, a lot of these movies are more successful than Bond movies when they came out. Like, the Bond legacy has gained over time. I just really highly doubt... Like like Bond that uh what's his name? Tom Cruise would give it up and just like let someone else take over, you know? He's gonna be doing this till he's yeah. dead. Tom Cruise is one of these guys. I'm sorry to, <laughs> I'm sorry, Tom, if you're listening, but he's one of these guys who believe he's he's never going to die.
1: <laughs> you know? Well his teeth levels are off the charts, so
0: I don't want to get them angry. <laughs> Maggie Q, <laughs> Maggie Q was like uh Kind of a name back then. Badass. Right? Well, for sure. Oh, but yeah, that okay. too. I feel like they were pushing her a lot. I don't think she ever made like um the A list of things, but she definitely. I don't know. Like the, I remember she, she was she,
1: she, she was she was first like a model, right? I, I believe so. Or I was she so. was
0: she kind of coincide with acting? I I. Believe, yeah, it looks like she first was a model And films in Hong Kong So maybe it co- coincided with American acting But I think she first got on American's radar as a model But badass She was in one of the Die Hard movies um, uh, Oh yeah She in? She, had, she had a show for a while It said she was a Oh Brian, Russia, I, I, I hate
1: to I hate to get into technical difficulties While recording, but my uh I know we're recording on Zoom, but my audacity quit on me, so hopefully Zoom will hold up my part of the conversation. Yep,
0: so today's episode is brought to you by Zoom's Backup Recording.
1: (laughs) We can use my audacity up to a certain point, and, uh, well, Hoff fans, if anyone knows about why my audacity and even GarageBand would be quitting on me while uh, doing, like, Zoom and that stuff at the same time.
0: Well, Kyle do me a favor? Just uh it did it did it save at all yeah just stop three okay well we'll just start a new one and if we lose if the worst gets the worst that the zoom craps out and we lose a couple minutes not that big of a deal. I don't know why they do these things, but, like, they took Felicity off Netflix years ago, and I feel like Uh it was a missed opportunity because I feel like that's a show people would have caught up with in the pandemic.
1: Yeah, Um, I
0: think so. Because I don't think that's a show that people seek out, you know what I mean? But if it's there, they'll watch (laughs) So I was quickly going to mention that Hoffman again. He's just in this one, and that's kind of cool because it's like Bond villain esque to me.
1: Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. I mean, which now, yeah, yeah which is even how the Mission Impossible, ugh, Mission Impossible, Miss Mission Impossible franchise is becoming like while it doesn't have other movies connected to it, so it's not creating its own cinematic universe per se, it's uh, having, which I know Bond films did it, so if this is the American Bond, um, that's that's fine. But the last two films have had the same, like, bad guy and same, like, organization. Yeah, they, f- um,
0: they feel like they're in a series, the last couple.
1: Yeah, and I think even then, like, they were saying they were going to film seven and eight Back to back, but I think now maybe because of um COVID slash Tom Cruise tends to because he does all these stunts like you're saying he's gonna do it till he dies, and I don't like you know knocking on wood like I don't want this franchise to be the death of him. But if you if you if you you know if I found that out one day that he died doing one of these stunts, I'd be like, yeah, he holds onto sides of planes and. You know, I mean, back in... I think the second one... I mean, you know, the first one was intense. But the second one, I remember hearing back then... Like, he did that, like, free climbing in Australia. Like, on the side of the cliff or whatever. Yeah, know, no, No, you know... N- no cables or anything. Like, just the fucking pouch of chalk. <laughs> 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 so, point being... Uh, yeah, that, like, this has again not a cinematic universe but um isn't just you know even then the same rebecca ferguson who's fantastic she's introduced in the fifth one and she is then in fallout again so it's like a little bit more continuous story versus more one-off bad guy one-off uh uh ethan hunt
0: girl uh, or Hunt <laughs> Girl, Hunt Girl, Hunt Girl. <laughs> I hope they don't call them like Hunt Six or Hunt 20. No, Mission Impossible is a great title, but I, I just I'm always so fascinated that this has moved so far beyond the show that I'm assuming young people aren't even like, oh, this is based on a show, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, definitely.
1: Yeah. Uh, it's yeah, it's totally surpassed that and has gone. I mean, this, this is the kind of more the modern, uh, blockbuster. I can, besides now with, uh, comic book movies, this is the ones I can kind of get behind. For sure. It's not, it's over the top, but it's not too over the top. Um, Oh God, that's so weird. Um, if we are on the same, Carrie Russell just did the eye thing happen. Yeah. Yeah. So weird. So, I, I mean, just through the, what's happened in the story so far, I love it. Cause it's, it's pretty simple. We get that intense opening scene. Then we get this calmness of this party. So we're just, we've been given all of his stakes, you know, like we, we recognize this trouble he's going to be in the future and we see, you know, his wife or uh fiance at the time, I guess, technically as we know um, get shot in the leg and then shot in the head. We assume they killed. And then we have this party between them and then he comes back out of it because he was a mentor to carry Russell and feels guilty that she's been kidnapped. And then we lose her. It's just like, he is, low right now and has to go back home and can't tell can't confide in his wife about it it's crazy
0: yeah yeah for sure i mean it's it's intense it's intense it's it's great filmmaking like and i don't know another way to say it, you know this one's well, great the, storytelling in particular. storytelling storytelling yeah it's uh this one doesn't get the best reviews i think it's like 77 around tomatoes or 71 percent, something like that which isn't terrible but um it's really great so I was gonna mention quickly, though, before I forget, Kyle, you you mentioned that this was a little bit of an anniversary of ours, right?
1: Yes, I got a um, through uh, Facebook a reminder uh, uh, before we recorded this, like a week before, or you know, this episode came out. Me posting on Facebook announcing that we were when uh, we were releasing our initial episode one of psl of hoffman which was march 1st four years ago so we are uh back to it being you know march 1st happens to be i guess what we used to release on wednesdays right so now march 1st is a monday this year so hence we are releasing this so, so happy happy anniversary
0: big milestone just by coincidence you know that we're yes larry fishburne <laughs> but just by co- coincidence, um, that's kind of uh, you know. Uh, I don't know. It's a it's it's a good thing. <laughs> yeah, right. Like we're still here. We're still here. We're still doing our thing, and we're still repping Phil Sumer Hoffman as hard as we can.
1: And I remember we recorded, I think, like five episodes because then I was uh, b- before we started uh, because um, then I was in Thailand for like the first two weeks <laughs> when we re- when we released the initial. Oh, one. that's crazy! So I I think, boy, I mean, I know triple bogey on a par five hole was episode two. Was it my new gun? Or did we go Scent of a Woman because we were kind of a little out of order? I forget. That was the whole mix-up in the beginning due to...
0: Yeah, yeah, we did Scent of a Woman because some places listed it, and then we realized that it it was inaccurate because he did a couple of movies the same year, or at least it said it was the same year, but it actually turned out that it wasn't. Whatever. Yeah, My New Gun. Not one of the better ones, and he's hardly in it. Though, one of them I'd like to see again, maybe not in this format, because there's not enough Hoffman, is uh the Steve Martin one.
1: Leap of Faith, yeah, because yeah, you yeah. you'd, you'd mentioned something to me that, like, it's, you know, I think you were watching it with the glasses of, like, Philip Seymour Hoffman and disappointed that he wasn't in it that much. And A also me- like- Meatloaf is in it, and he's, like, not, but he's not in it.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> you know? weird. But a lot of people have said good things about it in the past, so I'd like to see that again. Um, oh,
1: also, Larry Fishburn being
0: uh, oh
1: boy, who's in it? Oh, and the fourth one, okay, I'm trying to think it goes the first one, I guess it's technically that guy Kittredge or like I mean John Voigt is like I know, in charge of the team. But I'm trying to think of like the guy like the guy that's in Larry, Larry Fishburne's position. Hmm. Um I know in the second one it's Anthony Hopkins. Oh wow. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, and a little just it happened I just remember my aunt and uncle went uh on their honeymoon to Australia and they were filming most of the movie in Australia and but one scene is in Seville, but they shot it in australia and they were like walk past the set and they saw anthony hopkins oh wow yeah um and then they like learned what it was for but uh and then in three we get larry fishburne and then the next one it's tom wilkinson and then he gets assassinated that and that's why it becomes like a ghost protocol and they're on the run and then it becomes alec baldwin and he's in Five and six, he gets killed in six. But it's just like, again, he's like, there's a bit more between five and six. We're getting between the director being the same, Alec Baldwin,
0: uh Rebecca
1: Ferguson, uh the same bad guy. It's just like the connective tissue. There's For just sure. much more there.
0: I always forget that Carrie Russell was his protege. That's why he uh kind of, obviously he's going to be upset when he sees a dead person no matter what, but...
1: Yeah, but just like was his mentor was was her mentor, and just yeah, felt guilty, you know, like I didn't train her well enough that she got captured. Yeah, just that you know, big kind of I guess closer like a big brother vibe for sure. And she sends him something secret via Berlin. I was gonna say before when we were first because Ving Rhames is in like a truck with. Uh, german lettering on it but it's it's uh berlin versus up in hamburg but you know the one right we only have two other films we're gonna cover in this initial run of ps i still love hoffman and i mentioned the one in magnolia and the other one is the most wanted man
0: so connections to both yeah exactly the fatherland sorry i'm just reading some i'm just reading some I Am To Be Trivia, which we'll talk about, but one of them I just had to laugh at because it says, for the three citywide premieres in New York City, apparently there was three premieres at the same time in New York, Tom Cruise was driven from location to location on top of a fire engine, then by a helicopter, then on <laughs> mo- Whoa, then on motorbike, then in a car, and in the subway where they rented a subway train for himself, for just himself. Wow. Like, there was part of the stunt that he would do all this, like, why? People are going to watch the movie anyway.
1: Yeah, that's a little... And the premiere was in New York?
0: Yeah, three in three different theaters in three different parts of the city. Because it's the third film. Simon Pegg. So, yeah. Kyle, did you know who was originally going to play the Simon Pegg role? Jack Black. I wish, but no. Someone who also is in a Philip Seymour Hoffman film. One that he's not in a lot. Is he British? Yes. Ooh. Hmm. He's hard. Jude in the Law. Film. No. <laughs> that would be crazy. He's har- I'll just tell you. Unfortunately, I mean, I'm not a big fan of this guy, but I'll say it. With the Golden Globes coming up, you know, he's hosted that before. Ricky Gervais was the original person cast in this role. Oh. Yeah. That would have that totally distracted from things. Like, you know, yeah, like. Simon <laughs> Pegg is much better. Simon Pegg famously said, according to the IMDb trivia, uh, after the surprise success of Shaun of the Dead, if he would pursue a a Hollywood acting career after that, because he was like really the uh, breakout star from that, you know, Um, aside from the director, of course. And he said, no way. What do you think? I'm going to be in a Mission Impossible movie. (laughs) And he got cast. Which is
1: kind of funny, because like, again, at that point, it was just the two and was, you know five years before (laughs) well the only
0: thing i'll say like if you pair it with the if you pair it with the um rickard gervais thing like maybe he said this he maybe he didn't say it like really literally after they filmed the movie maybe he said it like you know later when they're just talking to him and uh, apparently there was they always knew they were gonna do a third that's from what i'm reading here just took a while like abrams wasn't the first choice Mm -hmm. um even uh what's her name from Westworld, I, you know, we just said her before. Even she was asked to be in this one, and she declined. <gasps> um, let me see. There's something. Oh, Scarlett Johansson. She was so young, but was originally uh, cast to be the Carrie Russell role. But J.J. Abrams, when he took over, cast Carrie Russell because they obviously knew each other. J.J. Abrams tra- uh, changed a lot of the cast.
1: Okay, and I like this cast, so that's cool.
0: So, the, the, do you know the original director? Uh, because that's why I'm like, oh, okay. So, this was a movie that was kind of in production hell for a little bit. The original director ended up quitting. So, that's why, like I said, Abram replaced a lot of the cast. Um, big action director, but I don't know if you know him by name. Joe Carnahan. Oh yeah, yes. He did uh, *Smoking Aces*, *Dark*, *The A Team*, <laughs> *The Gray*. Yeah, that's he, apparently uh, he's he's uh oh he's just a producer on the remake of *The Raid*. Um, which hasn't come out
1: yet. Which that's no. been like rumored for such a long time. Uh, um.
0: Yeah, J.J. Uh, J. Abrams is a better choice Yeah, so Abrams came in Kind of uh, took a, Even took away some roles <clears throat> So that role I mentioned That was going to go to Thandie Newton Actually, carrie Ann Moss From The Matrix was cast And then when J.J. J. Abrams Kind of took over production He thought the role was a little frivolous So he took the role out Oh, I wonder completely. where the role was like Supposed to be <clears throat> Well, it must have been another agent because Dandy Newton was supposed to be it. You know what I mean? But she wasn't an agent. Oh, wait. yeah, You're right. So what? what?
1: Like, if you told me Michelle
0: Moynihan,
1: like, you know.
0: No, it wasn't supposed to be like that. It was, I don't know. Who the hell knows? This is a Hoffman related thing. In the original opening scene, it's not Hoffman who's... Uh, counting and really talking to him, they kind of wanted to um, keep the Hoffman uh, Owen Davian's character a little bit more secret. Uh huh. It's like one of the henchmen counting.
1: Oh, is it um, the guy that's on like Ray Donovan? I always forget the actor. Is he on the ra-
0: No, he's the one in that scene where he has like that, the broken nose. Yeah,
1: he's he's in Ray Donovan, oh, okay. and then he's in, yeah, I forget that he's a British
0: actor as well. But. Uh, that's another jj abrams change i mean great change because it's
1: yeah just i mean I, I mean for our podcast we get him right away like right in the beginning of the film but it's just such a great as i was going on before just a great tease and just just I, it, uh, he's just such a good bad guy like i felt that long before we had a podcast like i honestly like this this is a role that might have cemented him as like my favorite actor yeah i mean it was it was just like at that mm-hmm. point cuz you know capote had come out just like the year before so he won best actor and what a tremendous role that was but then i mean you already had Multiple collaborations with P.T. Anderson that I I loved all of them. Um, Twister, you know, just those all, all all you know all the films up until that point, and then he goes and he comes into you know it's like this, and then Hunger Games, as we've said mul- multiple times, like the only franchises he was ever in, um, and so he just comes in and plays this amazing.
0: Yeah, we were talking about it at the time. Guy. I remember. Yeah. A lot of a uh, romance in this one, like you forget about it, but a lot of uh there's a love story,
1: yeah, it's definitely... i mean yeah he's i mean they're they're engaged, and then just due to the uh craziness, he's just like, i just we
0: need to get married, like i just,
1: just wants wants to call her
0: his wife, so I'm very fascinated again with like the early uh the early genesis of this film and what it looked like, so Maybe if you remember, I'm not sure, because I think we discussed it on the first run, but Mm -hmm. it's been a while. Do you remember who was going to play Hoffman's character? Jack Black. (laughs) Yes, exactly. No. (laughs) You're Um, going to be like, oh, okay.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I don't even recall if we, like, this isn't ringing a bell if we brought it up on the episode with Liza and Mike. But um, but I definitely, I'm not, this isn't information I digested
0: well, so... Go ahead. Kenneth Brano. Oh
1: uh, yeah, okay.
0: I remember that, yeah. And you could see it, right? Like it makes sense. Like Yeah, he's they... got he's
1: got that like uppity British accent that makes great for like a bad guy, like a Star Wars bad guy. <laughs>
0: <laughs> or
1: directing or a First Thor order. film. First order. Or directing a Thor film and <laughs> tries to turn it into Shakespeare and Yeah. <laughs> oh, Italians. <laughs>
0: Ooh, Jonathan Rhys-Meyer's getting into it. By the way, they never say his character's name in the movie, even though he's in it a lot. So he's the basis of the group? (laughs) (laughs) Um, So the original director attached... I I mentioned there was an original director, sorry, who was, like, official, right? But the original director that the studio wanted, who was flirting with the idea of doing this movie, believe it or not, David Fincher.
1: Huh. Huh. So at this point, we're talking. I mean, this is like the early two thousands. That this is in, you know, production concept, hell. Yeah, production hell. Um, this is
0: I love I love I love the gadgets of Mission Impossible. Yeah, that's one of the cool things. And they're still there's y still gadgety, even though we're like in a post gadget world. Yeah, like the, the new ones still have fun gadgets.
1: Yeah, like Bond has even tried to get past that. I, I watched. Um, oh, what's the bi- uh, Skyfall? Um, that everyone like loved and like that's there's a new Q in that that's like when they really start creating the world again then Ray finds uh, becomes the M by the end of that one but like when Bond meets up with Q he's just like you know he just gives him a little a micro radio and like a gun that has you know the fancy thing about it is that there's a it needs to use your fingerprints to, for you to be able to shoot it. But he's like no exploding pen. And he's just like, we don't really do those things anymore. So even bond, you know, is move The franchise is trying to move past that, but mission Impossible doesn't mind still being silly and a great. That's right back to the first film right there. Him falling down the wall like that.
0: Um, it's fun. This is a fun movie. For sure, exotic locations, and that that's something they took from the show too, obviously, gadgets, but like uh disguises, dressing
1: oh the mask thing that's just become so huge, like even more and more I mean it's in every movie we're about to get that scene, that's almost like it's got it's funny, it's like that's like the must thing in every movie, <laughs> so he's yeah. a guy you know in the that dresses the bad guy or something like that. Have you been to the Vatican?
0: I was going to say many times, well, not many times, like two or three times. But yes. yeah, okay.
1: Well, that's hey for a lot of people, if, unless you're Italian. Uh, <laughs> that's many <laughs> times.
0: Many times implies like, of course, I summer there. You know, I didn't want to make it sound like that.
1: I've been there once. Um, I was. It was very hot. I was. I was in August, so I was walking in uh, shorts and like a tank top, and I didn't know like you could. I had to buy like a. A shawl <laughs> to cover my shoulders.
0: Oh, cause you. Oh, cause you had a tank top. That's funny.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was like a hundred degrees out. It was really hot.
0: So uh, when Fincher was attached, apparently, or like again, we'll call it flirting with it. Yeah, he had suggested that Stallone be the Owen Davian character. <laughs> Could you imagine?
1: Yeah. Where's, the, where's the rabbit's foot? <laughs> Yo, Ethan. Where's the rabbit's foot? Um, yeah. Oh, so I started thinking about that before. So David Fincher, at that point, um, you know, obviously, I mean, his seven Fight Club. Ah, uh, that's before Zodiac. What's in between? Like Fight Club and Zodiac and David Finchers. Look
0: that well, up. well, okay, so apparently he decided against directing this instead to produce The Lords of Dogtown, but that doesn't seem right. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Like to leave something directing just to produce something? Not just to, I know it's oh, not pa- easy. right? Panic really. Room okay. was
1: like the film between... Well, he kind of like took some... I mean, he did some projects. He did a... Um, Nine Inch Nails, (laughs) documentary. uh, Or is that just even a music video? I don't even know. Uh, Something called George Michael 25. (laughs) He's just Um, doing
0: his thing. You know, Fincher's an interesting guy. Ooh, a
1: short film called Beer Run. Hmm. Um, Yeah, he was a big music video guy. Wallflowers, Madonna. But I was just trying to think, like you know stylistically like you know like where he was at what kind of stories
0: he was telling so that's an interesting choice other fun fast facts some of these facts are so silly like uh michelle monaghan and uh carrie russell have the same birthday great <laughs> same year too but it's great you know that doesn't add anything what, what's it. when's their birthday uh i passed that one hold on let me see oh no, it's okay Maybe. you don't have to. It's a big, a big deal for you. March twenty third, nineteen seventy
1: six. Oh, almost happy birthday!
0: Oh, true. Okay, so then it was relevant. Yeah, it was relevant. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but I was going to mention this. This is just like a silly. I guess it's it's something worth putting here, but something like, who cares? Uh, Carrie Russell, Michelle Monaghan, and Maggie Q, all voiced Wonder Woman in animated series. Huh? Series is Russell and Wonder Woman commemorative edition. Whoa. Q in Young Justice, and I'm Michelle, sorry. but Maggie Q just looks phenomenal right there. I just mean, was... <laughs> well, we're talking about her Wonder Woman career, and yeah. Then... She's a wonderful woman. And then uh, Michelle in uh, Justice League War. Oh I, I don't really watch those. Yeah, I don't watch like the animated ones and all that. So obviously, we're going to get uh, some Hoffman scenes coming up. Excited yeah. for them. Um, he's actually There we go Here's our guy Second Academy Award winner To play a villain In Mission Impossible franchise Can you name the first? Sorry say that again Second what? Academy Award winner To play the villain In a Mission Impossible franchise Who's the first? Oh um, Did John Voight win an Academy Award? Yes Yeah for uh... Friday Night Live. I mean for uh, Varsity Blues <laughs>
1: Uh, what was it for? Oh God, why am I blinking on the name of that movie with Burt Reynolds? Oh, Deliverance. No, thank no. you. Uh, no, oh, okay. he
0: won it for. Uh, what did he win it for? So I, I know he was nominated for like that movie, Coming Home, where it's like he's like a Vietnam veteran who comes home, I think, without legs or something like that. Uh, um, okay, but I don't know if he won for that one. Let's see. He won for Midnight Cowboy. No, no. Uh- no, nominated for Midnight Cowboy. So he must have won for Coming Home. Okay. Let's see. Yeah, he won for that movie, Coming Home. Oh, uh, okay. But again, nominated for Midnight Cowboy.
1: He's like at the end He's of Tropic Thunder when everything's getting nominated. He's pissed off when he loses. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like, uh, and also, yeah, I, lo- I loved him. Oh, here we go. The and, mask. The remember, mask we saw that,
0: remember we saw that on sale? Oh, on that was day? so creepy. Yeah. It was very creepy, yeah.
1: But... um. I loved him. I loved uh, you know. John Voight had like a moment with uh, Michael Bay in, in some of his movies. He, he played FDR. He was actually a decent FDR in per, uh, Pearl Harbor.
0: Oh, I was like, wait, what? There's a Michael Bay FDR movie that I don't know about. No. Yeah. There you go. The first movie we get two Hoffmans. The only movie we get two Hoffmans.
1: Oh, that was a cool cut. They're on the mask, and then it's yeah. a wipe with, like, you know, someone walking across screen, it's Hoffman's face practically framed where the mask was. That
0: was good. It's funny, too, that uh, people always think that there was CGI Hoffman in The Hunger Games. There wasn't. Just to clarify that, it's just, like, they use old shots and put them in. So, it's computer work, yes, but they never CGI create a Hoffman face. But this is the movie where they create a Hoffman face. Now... Really, you know what I mean? The mask. <laughs> well, clearly yeah, they, did. Then, they did make a mask because we saw it on eBay.
1: Yeah, it's true. Because I think they always have that. Uh, the the also the the putting on the mask is always like a fun. They always do in a fun different way. And I, I forget exactly how they show it in this film, but you know they they're slightly molding it. Then the camera will go behind somebody, and then it will be like perfectly. Then it will be Philip Seymour Hoffman just touching his face.
0: I like how it's practical too, right? Like they practically make it. They don't. It's not like a uh, computer that puts an image over his face or something. Yeah, know?
1: it's not nanotech. Yeah,
0: <laughs> no, but it's true. Like so many movies, like just rely on that kind of stuff now. Like it's just amazing. Yeah. Okay. Yep. They go
1: behind Ving Rhames in a second, and that's oh, that's still weird looking. So that's still Tom Cruise underneath there. So what do they do? They go behind
0: his head or back behind Ving Rhames? I think you're like a millisecond ahead of me yeah Yeah. it's a little see it's a little bit better right
1: oh this actually they did a really good job of yeah there you go of uh they kind of just that was cool they kind of just stayed on them and i think they must have just blended images like they kept kept it steady on sticks maybe and i don't know crazy crazy that was impressive I, it's just fun because then it's like we get Philip Newman Hoffman acting like Tom Cruise, yeah, in, as Ethan Hunt. So it's just fun. It's, it's very
0: fun. I, again, they must have talked to Magnolia, you know, like oh, remember? I mean, they weren't. Did they share? I don't think they shared a scene. Oh, of course they. Did. Yeah, they did. They, they shared about? all the
1: scenes. Yeah, like not all, all. the scenes, well, well, I mean, practically.
0: I, I was thinking of. I was just thinking of Tom Cruise as like stage character, and I forgot. Like, oh wait, he's also like the the kid not you know what i mean
1: yeah why am i blanking on that great uh, robard jason robard
0: yeah yeah his son <laughs> and so they, uh, they definitely talked about it like oh pt's crazy right uh, I'm a, you know pt fan but jj has been uh, interesting you know <laughs> and what and what's
1: philip Hoffman's name in magnolia i always forget phil parma phil
0: parma phil parma giana <laughs> what a nice bathroom Vatican looks more like a what's it called like the Venetian in Las Vegas or something. Well, because it's... of how well lit it is, you know, like, yeah, the, <laughs> like obviously the Vatican's a nice place, but I, I'd be shocked if they devoted <laughs> that much lighting to the bathroom, but it's good for the filming.
1: <laughs> it's just kind of looked like for a second Him like schlepping in Holding the briefcase <laughs> Just like it's like rough
0: day at the office so, Yeah like, <laughs> Well that's what I think that's what he feels like You know oh, fuck this
1: I think he he almost it's kind of cool Because
0: uh, that's a cool reveal
1: Um, I have yep. no idea How he's playing it I'll never try to say that I know How Phillips or Hoffman is playing a role Unless you know he, see an interview with him or whatever and it's alluded to but I, I feel like he in in his mind as a bad guy he's just like yeah this is my job this is what I do you know like just like feels like he's in the same I don't know like atmosphere is just like a guy doing a 9 to 5 he's like this is just happens to be my job
0: <laughs> Yeah, he's not, like, a sinister bag. I mean, look, he's really, really evil, but he's not, like, sinister in a sense, like, ha, ha, you know?
1: Yeah.
0: I'm actually surprised with what we learn later, that he gave in so easily.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just, like, reading the card at first, and then
0: Then he questions it. So, oh, so I I've like barely seen the last couple of movies.
1: Everyone loved the sixth one. That's the one with uh, Henry Plane
0: Cavill. the one with the plane?
1: Um, it's the one with the. mm, Is that that how it begins?
0: Is that the fifth one? Like the big plane stunt was.
1: I think that's the beginning of the fifth one. I think. Okay. But the sixth one is with you know the guy that plays Superman, Henry Cavill, mm-hmm. and um, there's a big helicopter thing at the end, and there's I'm trying to think of other big stunts. But everyone loved that one. I thought it was good. Again, like this, I love this one. Yes, very much so because of Philip Seymour Hoffman. Um, and then the know, there's something about the fourth one. Brad Bird just like I felt like nailed that one. That's got the really is that was that dubai
0: um it's that either dubai uh, or abu dhabi because they're like they're they're like rival i mean they're in the same country technically but they're like rivals and they always like uh if one gets a movie the other one tries to get the movie
1: yeah and i feel like there was like then was i think a um a fast and furious was in one of them
0: yeah so it's
1: like they got (laughs) one of them got mission impossible one of them got fast and Furious. Um, but yeah, it's got. I love that whole. Because I guess this is the the Vatican is the you know in the first one they they're breaking into the CIA and it's him falling from the ceiling and the sweat and in the room and everything like that. The second one, what happens in the set? What's the big thing in the second one?
0: I don't even remember. <laughs> hmm.
1: Yeah, I don't remember either. Philster <laughs> <laughs> Hoffman in like a serious role, saying "What's up" is too good <laughs> not to just thoroughly enjoy. Um, but yeah, uh, then the third one, obviously, this was it, and then the fourth one, it's the 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 tall building.
0: The so, so by the way, you were right. So the uh. Fourth Mission Impossible is in Dubai. Okay, and then the Fast and Furious Seven is Abu Dhabi. Okay, yeah, one's like However,
1: a bit more tropical. Like one's in the middle of the desert. I think one's near water. They're both on water, but I just, oh,
0: okay. it's just where their building were located. You know, oh. <laughs> um, they're both also in the middle of the desert. Oh. They just, they just make it look tropical because they're rich.
1: Oh well, the one like the Mission Impossible one, because like then like that sandstorm comes in. I don't. Know, I just don't remember a body of water, but obviously whatever it doesn't matter. <laughs> it's, I don't know anything about.
0: Yeah, like it might be like that part of the city. You know? Yeah. Uh, but regardless, um, Mission Impossible Seven was supposed to shoot in Abu Dhabi, but I think they canceled that and they kind of changed it because they just couldn't get there in the pandemic and they needed the movie to come out. Ah, okay. So the Mission Impossible franchise would have gone to both rival cities.
1: Yeah, there's always something happening in the Middle East.
0: <laughs> what is, why'd you say to that? that Wait, what does that mean? <laughs> like, it's like getting into like geopolitical. I guess. Um, but
1: it's in the same country, so it doesn't make sense.
0: Well, it's the United Arab Emirates, so like, it's a different emirate. It's a different state. You know. Oh, okay. So, so they're like rival. There's like a lead prince. Yes, this is what people want to hear when they listen to a <laughs> I'm interested. You know, there's like a prince who rules them all. But mm-hmm. they, each of the Emirates has their own prince themselves. So that's why they're rivals, because they're like, you know, both rich and both spending a lot of money to make their cities really nice.
1: One's just prince. One's, one's the artist formerly known as Prince. Yes. One's Prince <laughs> in the Revolution.
0: I don't think people realize how close they are. Oh, like, if right, I... The- Oh, this is oh, such oh, a yeah, good moment see, of him. Yeah. Do you have a wife? Do you have a girlfriend? Then,
1: you know, this is, this, is, this is the moment that he's like, oh, like in the plane, Ethan, like, we're getting this moment! Yeah. I'm gonna make her bleed. Sorry. <laughs>
0: It's just it's just intense. Some of the best Hoffman acting, arguably.
1: Because it's so it's it's weird because it's, obviously, obviously it's so threatening, but it's just
0: so calm. Exactly, and that's what makes it great. It's muted. And it's
1: muted, but it's also at the same time like he's he's intense. being smug. It's so good, but that's he's, like that's cause why he's being it's... cocky because he's he's in an airplane right now,
0: tied to a chair. So many actors would play it, like, to, you know, volume 11 and be like, We're, like, get me out of here, you know, I'm going to find her and I'm going to hurt her,
1: you know. Well, you know what it reminds me of, and it's before this, I mean, monumental bad guy performance, the Joker being captured, Heath Ledger's yeah. Joker, yeah. and just the way he's just like, well, 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 you know, and just like, you know you got Harvey in one place and Rachel in another right? you know it's just like oh so good I guess, I
0: guess it's less masterminey here you know like he didn't intend on getting captured here he doesn't think Ethan's gonna do this or anything like that no it's know? not as mastermind as the joke. And, 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 like, and he's not taking pleasure either he's just no like, he's like
1: the, the intensity of his look right there and Ethan doing all that like but it's great because he doesn't talk and then you know we get Ving messing up and saying, Ethan! And so now he gets his name from it.
0: Uh And just the poise. The poise of Owen Davian here. To, in that moment, listen for him saying, Ethan. You know? Listen for that stuff. Remember this stuff.
1: Well, <laughs> so I was listening to a podcast the other day. It was something I feel like um, ESPN based or something like that. But it was about the The guy that stole the Giants Super Bowl rings in two thousand eight, mm-hmm. yeah, and yeah, you know, he's from like Lynn, Massachusetts, so just like the Boston accent, and you know, there's interviews with him, and he's just like, you know, it's one one of his girlfriends ended up like giving the information that got him caught and everything like that, and also then one of his crew ended up testifying as well, and he just like holds no like remorse or like you know negative doesn't like hate them he's just like the way he was like talking you know even like i was saying before like you know Philip and Hoffman's playing it like it's you know his nine to five like this is just like a blue collar thief that did this job but he's just like he knows the risks going into it Mm -hmm. and so like yeah someone's probably gonna rat you out at some point it's like i had a good run you know like he's still proud he did successfully rob it technically then he ends up getting caught later but more like his plan went the way he wanted it to and then it was you know human flaws that
0: so what uh how are you comparing him to owen
1: just in the sense of like owen davian's face right there like out of the plane while he was scared i think he just like is like yep this is part of the job like (laughs)
0: For sure, and I think, you know, you envision this moment's going to happen when you do this kind of job. And you. I think you, yeah, you could act all scared and be like, oh, please help me. You could do all that. But really, at the end of the day, is that going to change what your fate is here? You might as well big time them and see what you can do.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like you're not You gonna...
0: also have to trust that, like, a U.S. government agent or whatever they're affiliated with
1: mm-hmm. are
0: not going to kill you. You know, even though it seems like it, you have to kind of believe, like, they're too not weak, but just, that's not, that's not their, uh, that's not how they're wired, you know?
1: Yeah. Yeah. And that's, you know, in that situation, like he's clearly a very intelligent guy. So I think he's just like, he's on the plane and, uh, you know, he's tied to a chair and he's just like I-, I can't get out of this right now. So again, he's just like kind of accepting his fate at that moment. So he's like, I might as well still be quiet and just see what what happens. And if I get yeah. dropped out of this plane, that's what happens. If I don't, maybe I'll have a little bit yeah, more he,
0: intelligence uh, on. Him. Again, I get the sense that he never he knew that he was never going to be dropped out of that plane. You know, it's yes, scary. Yeah. But again, you know, a U.S. agent is not going to, or again, whatever they're affiliated with at this point is not going to do that. This action set piece is crazy. This is
1: almost Michael Bay esque.
0: So, just uh, if if you're curious out there, I was going to mention before that Abu Dhabi and Dubai are only an hour and a half drive from each other. Oh, lovely! But they, you know, I feel like people either go to one or the other. I'd like to go to both, though. If I if I was going to do that trip, I was in the airport for a while, but that's it.
1: Yeah, yeah. If I'm going all the way there, I feel like I would go to both. I mean, I know they're. I mean, they're both pretty expensive places, right? That's like the
0: big thing. Yeah, but you could get deals because they want you to go there. Gotcha. Looks like they have a train too that connects both the cities.
1: Oh, that's that's cool.
0: What, where? Where is this bridge? Where are they? I don't know. I was just going to look it up, actually. Bridge and Mission Impossible 3. Bridge battle. It's like the fucking song. <laughs> you know, <laughs> like the score. Um. Okay, I think I got it, but let me see. I want to confirm it because it doesn't seem like it. Apparently, it is the uh, Chesapeake Bay Bridge and Tunnel. Huh.
1: Oh. Huh.
0: Which is uh obviously across the Chesapeake Bay. He just he
1: he plays with. Um, but why are they there? Is what I'm asking. Well, I guess Langley.
0: I or, guess, but the Chesapeake Bay Bridge and or, Tunnel is like, it really connects, uh, look, maybe they have a secret base in Annapolis at like the Naval Academy, uh, but it connects, uh, you know when you look at the map and you see like the thing that juts out, it's called the Del Marva Peninsula, it has Delaware, a little bit of Maryland, and uh, what's it called, Virginia? Mm. Like Ocean City, Maryland, have you been there? Yeah, got that kicked out of there. Okay, good to know. <laughs> That's on the Delmarva Peninsula, and it, can, it it connects it to, like, the main... I don't want to say mainland Maryland, but kind of, you know? Like, Washington, Baltimore area. But my question is... I, I Obviously, they're there for the stunt, but, like, why would they... Are they hanging out in Delaware? And then, you know...
1: <laughs> he just... I was just also confused... Or not confused, but just didn't know where it was at first, because he plays with, like... The colors and like saturation so much that the water looked more like it was I don't know down in like Miami for a second or something like oh, that. Oh yeah yeah <laughs> I can see that. It's like are they driving through the keys right now? <laughs>
0: <laughs> I like the foam thing on the truck. Look oh that. yeah, that's a that's a cool <laughs> And, and one. it's cool looking, but I feel like it's like there are probably more effective ways to, to open that truck. Who knows? like like small controlled explosives rather than like corroding the metal yeah. and, wait, and waiting for it to happen but again th- it looks cool it adds an element to this awesome
1: tom cruise getting thrown by an explosion that's On like a Dodge field. stratus
0: <laughs> also i fe- i maybe not because the mission is so covert but i feel like most of the time in, like international arrests. Like the guy who arrested is not the one who's like escorting the entire way, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're like, you know, take take a couple days off, you did good here, thank you, you know.
1: <laughs> but that's not Ethan Hunt, that's not
0: the way he you know Or Ethan Hawke. Or <laughs> Ethan connection. Is Tom Cruise I mean, maybe it's obvious to some, but is he the greatest action star of all time?
1: Um
0: if not him I mean who? if not him who? I don't know, like fucking Jackie Chan? Like Okay, okay. The greatest American action star of all time. I know like they have a different kind of cinema there where they're doing like action movies every every thirty seconds.
1: All the magic and the <laughs> <laughs> uh, greatest American uh, I mean, you you know the Too Fast to Forever guys will maybe yeah, they, argue that.
0: Okay, so who in there? Vin, Vin Diesel's the greatest American action star of all time? I mean, Dwayne The Rock Johnson. I mean, look, he might, in the end of the day, win. When Once we look at the whole career, he's getting up there, right? I mean, I, I'm going to, you know... Well, they'll probably I'll be th- working the same amount of time, to be honest.
1: Arnold, Sylvester Stallone.
0: Like, yeah, I mean, look, there are arguments, but... I think Tom Cruise has a case. I
1: know Tom Cruise definitely has a
0: case. Um,
1: I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it to Arnold.
0: I still think Cruise has, again, done, uh, done more. Maybe because it's more modern and stuff. But yeah, I mean, look, you, no one's gonna argue with you with Arnold Schwarzenegger. Yeah, even though he's not—I mean, I guess he's American citizen now. So I was going to well, say, well,
1: yeah, he, but he's yeah, but he's, like American
0: movies, Amer-
1: yeah, via American cinema, he, yeah, got his success. Like
0: Salone, there was an era of it, but wait, who's Aaron Paul in this again? Her younger brother. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what an idiot! Okay, what Aaron is... Paul. Aaron Paul being Aaron Paul. <laughs> <laughs> I just like walked onto set. <laughs> if, if a British guy came to your home and was like, "Where's Danielle?" Oh, Where's he said came here? to, or or called or whatever. Like, w- w- like, and you didn't know who he was. Would you just be like, "Oh, you should look for her here." <laughs> Come well... on. Okay, that's your girlfriend. Okay, let's say, let's say your mother, right? Hey, uh, like, you
1: well, know. wasn't he asking where Ethan was? And that, like, I'm not. I'm just still like. I mean, I okay. I, I, get, I
0: understand what you're saying. Yeah. Regardless, you know, however you want to frame this conversation. If someone you don't know is asking where someone is, are you giving that much information? No, but I'm not Aaron Paul. <laughs> I don't have to have my pops. <laughs> he Although they were one of my favorite cereals Of course, great cereal But like, he looked like in that scene That that's what he was going for He's like, oh, I got it, my pops Maybe he yeah. don't have him yet And that's why he made the error in Judgment Yeah,
1: exactly, he was foggy minded Because he didn't have his pops
0: yet Ew, Ew. <laughs> Alright, first of all Also, weird reaction What's that? You put something on me. I'd be like, yeah, what the f- yeah, I'd be like, what yeah. the fuck did you just put on me? Yeah.
1: <laughs> She's like, so why'd nice. you touch oh, me?
0: Fun. Yeah. What's that? Yeah. <laughs> oh, fun. A sticker. <laughs>
1: yeah. It would have been better if it was like a, a kid. Yeah, a child. Oh, and Davy. Yeah, like it's like a. Yeah. Like he's he's got a bowl cut and everything. He's a weird looking guy. Yes.
0: Again, imagine that guy, right? Like that guy touches you on your arm like that. You're not being like, um,. Excuse me? Like, Like, is something (laughs) happening right now? And I'm not saying, like, oh, in a gay way. That's not what I mean, guys, if you're, like, out there being like, oh, Brian's being homophobic. No, I don't mean it like that. I mean just, like, something is going on, you know? like
1: (laughs) Yeah, the custodian touches your arm. And there's this sticker-looking
0: thing. Yeah.
1: You can always tell someone's character. Oh, he's got her.
0: (laughs) Oh. And so you get like tasered or whatever. I think so. I forgot. Don't spoil it. Because <laughs> he's suspicious now because Carrie uh, Russell said Lawrence Fishburne was involved, correct?
1: Yeah, that's what they're that's what they're thinking, and then he, you know, ran away from the bridge. So, and Owen Davian obviously got away. So, uh, yeah,
0: things are not adding up. I feel like the majority of the Mission Impossible films, the organization he works for, betrays him. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, they're, they're like they're qu- always questioning his loyalty. Yeah, it's like guys, like. <laughs> like, look at what I've been through. Oh, <laughs> it would have been interesting if uh, you said her name before uh, from The Matrix was almost in this. And oh, yeah.
0: Larry Fishburn. She and I share a birthday.
1: Keanu Reeves, another
0: American uh, action star. Well, yes, in American cinema, but Canadian origin.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, sorry. That's what I'm,
0: That's what I mean. Let's see what the internet thinks. I'm curious. Are you going to put in
1: number 1 American action star?
0: I just I, you know how people are. They're going to just list the American ones. There's not going to be like an oh, actually, you know. Look, they're going to put well, to be fair, right? Like, what is an action movie, okay? Because, like, Bruce Lee probably is going to be mentioned. But that's, like, a different kind of action movie. Mm-hmm. And I know he did a lot of American movies. He's American. Well, it's, like, also, you know, there's the... Born, American born.
1: Even some of the more modern Tom Cruise ones. Like, there's, you know, I don't know if all of them... Like, you know, Jack Reacher's... You know, there's definitely action in that. The movie I was saying before, uh, Edge of Tomorrow, that's you know definitely action. But then there's one called like Oblivion, and it's like not action per se. It's definitely like you know, definitely sci fi, and there's action set pieces. But I don't know if it's like an action
0: film. All right, this is a Screen Rant article, so we'll see. Number one, Arnold Schwarzenegger. They agree with you. Number two. Sly, and it's they're going to with the classics. Yeah. Number three, not Tom Cruise again. Number three, Bruce Willis.
1: Yeah, I was going to say that before too, but uh, he's been bothering me lately. So, personally, not personally, but like
0: our dog walkers see him sometimes in the city. Yeah, I suppose he's a real asshole. That's what. That's what he, that's he right. made. He
1: made, He made my boy
0: Kevin Smith cry. <laughs> Tom Cruise number 4 on this list. Makes sense. Number 5, Harry Ford. Harrison Ford.
1: Oh, I was for a second I was who? <laughs> like <laughs>
0: number 6, Bruce Lee. I knew they were going to put in Bruce Lee. Number 7, Clint Eastwood.
1: Yeah, so like that's like interesting to me. Like, you know, obviously man with no name and everything like that
0: you know, the uh, Dirty Harry movies are actually... Oh, Dirty Harry. Yeah, but, uh, yeah, it's, it's just a different era. It's a different era, so, yeah. a different, era, different kind of action movie. It's not yeah. like this, obviously. Um, Kurt Russell, 8. I didn't think about oh, yeah. of that. Oh, yeah, Kurt Russell, but yeah. Definitely.
1: Who's, like, the number one
0: black action star? Yeah, it's true. This list does not have a lot of color. I guess it has... The next guy, Jackie Chan. Again, and if you're really, really counting global for like the tenth time we'll mention in this in this conversation, Jackie oh, Chan, is yes. probably number one, you know, but he's yeah. even he's even number nine on the American. And like
1: list. then you're gonna have like Chow Young
0: Fat in there and everything like that. Like Keanu Reeves, number ten. Okay. Let's see the first person of color they include. Mel Gibson, number eleven. Oh, yeah, black guy. <laughs> <laughs> Chuck Norris, number twelve. Seagal no Seagal no,
1: no Jean no Claude yet.
0: May, yeah, no Stephen Segal. I was going to say Segal has to be on this list. Jean Claude was next, actually. Okay, number 13, number thirteen. The muscles from Brussels, Lieutenant Gael. Uh The first woman on the list is Mila Jovovich. Speaking of Zoolander,
1: yeah, she's got like all those Resident Evil movies. Yeah, for sure.
0: Jet Li, fifteen again probably if you include the Asian catalog wait
1: higher. you didn't say jet Lee already
0: no huh <laughs> what yeah they put him twice at the list <laughs> come on he's always he's great. great oh and blame Angelina Jolie 16. huh okay so this was the top 16 greatest action stars of all time oh 16 what a great number no black person no uh, Latin who, person. yeah who I'm trying to think like Hmm. The guy who plays Shaft. Yeah, like... But I don't know how many other movies he has. Oh, I love this disguise for Tom Cruise. I always forget about this. Like the hippie Tom Cruise.
1: (laughs) Yeah, man. The Born on Fourth of July.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Born on Fourth (laughs) of (laughs) July, right? Oh, wow, yeah. There's another action set piece in this. This is great. This one's great. And by the way, Noah... No fast and furious actor on that list.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's kind of weird that. I mean, when did that? When was that published? I don't know. I already. <laughs> um, I, don't know I... I mean, yeah. The, I mean, The Rock.
0: Well, okay. Yeah. No. So that that, that article has to be old, right? Because you have to include The Rock. Yeah. I'm gonna have to. I don't wanna be. I don't how
1: I don't wanna be insensitive in my typing, but like. I'm gonna just put.
0: Black action star. I mean, The Rock, I guess, is the top that I can think of.
1: Uh, okay, so we get. I mean, it's. I'm just going by like you know, found on the web. I'm just gonna name people. It's no list of any kind, but you know, Samuel Jackson, Will Smith, Denzel Washington, Wesley Snipes. Like, yeah, what
0: the hell? You're right. There's a lot. It's stupid that they're not included. I mean, look, I, I'm gonna say Dwayne Johnson, Lawrence, La- La- Lawrence Fishburne, Vin Diesel's not black. Sorry, when I researched it, they put him on the list. When Diesel's very tan. <laughs> okay, top top
1: twenty black action heroes of all time. Rudy Ray Moore.
0: From, that's like, know. what's that? Do you know what he's from? I don't know.
1: He's like you know, do, like he always put he played the Dolomite characters, and then Eddie Murphy played him recently. Oh, Dolomite okay, okay, okay,
0: yeah, yeah. Woody Strode,
1: he is in Spartacus. Okay. John Boyega.
0: Okay, I mean.
1: Ch- Chadwick Boseman.
0: You don't you don't think of Marvel movies as action movies? But they are, yeah, for sure. Yeah.
1: Richard Roundtree. There you go. Shaft. Of course. Uh, Michael J. White, phenomenal and underutilized as in a movie I mentioned earlier, The Dark Knight.
0: Yeah, um, I forgot about him. Um. This isn't this isn't a any kind of order. Or...
1: No, uh, well, yeah, there was it was it st- it started at I think uh, twenty, so now we're so I'm no. going from twenty to number one. Uh, then Bernie Cassie. I totally recognize his face. He looks oh, yeah. like the. I think it's Bernie Casey. Oh, Casey, yeah, sorry. I think he's the bad guy in what's the what's the big Roger Moore, uh, Liver Let Die.
0: Oh, I know him from uh, what the hell is that film? Get Carter. Yeah, exactly. The new, the saloon. Um, no, I know him from what the hell is he in? He played a teacher in something that I was. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's a teacher in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. He's like,
1: oh he's yeah, It's so, so random. Uh, Jim Kelly. He's in you know a bunch of black black exploitation, black exploitation, uh, black samurai. Black Belt Jones. Um, entered
0: the Dragon. He's that guy. Uh, oh, Carl okay. Weathers. Oh, yeah. Come on. Action Jackson himself.
1: Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah. We get him in Predator and, you know, Rockies aren't action films, but, you know. How about Ving? I uh, mean. Not yet, but uh, Danny Glover is number 11.
0: I think he's a little too old for this shit.
1: <laughs> Lawrence Fishburne, number 10. Of course. Jamie a have-
0: Jamie Fox, number nine. It's funny that we're like struggling, not struggling to name, but we're like, oh, who would they include? And we have two uh, you know, great black actors in this film. <laughs> <Right>. Yeah. <laughs> uh Jim Brown. Jim Brown, the football player, Mars Attacks.
1: Yeah, yeah, you know, Slaughter, Dirty Dozen. Uh Pam Greer, the first woman.
0: Oh, of course, Go Pam home. Greer, of course. Uh, if you were Tarantino, you J- would have yeah. sent her right away. Samuel Jackson, number five. If I got you a, a poster of Pam Greer's feet for your apartment, would you probably hang it? Yeah, I feel like that's something Tarantino would be into. I would feel weird having a black, <laughs> black, just black people's what? feet on my wall. Uh, you would feel weird having a black person's art
1: feet on my wall? wall. Yeah, like everyone okay. that would be like, everyone would be asking,
0: "What the fuck is that?" Look, anyone's feet, black, white, it doesn't matter.
1: No, but I don't know. It just seemed like a very specific, I don't know, like a power move of some sorts.
0: Uh, I would just be like, oh, you must be really into Tarantino's fetishes.
1: (laughs) I I feel like you fall into a small category that that would be your initial thought. (laughs) Um, Wesley Snipes at number four. Will Smith, number three. Dwayne The Rock Johnson, number two. Who's
0: number one? Fred Williamson? I See, I hate when lists do this. They're like, oh, we're going to get you for number one. Yeah, nobody know? beats the hammer ever. Williamson
1: earns the top spot on our list just by virtue of serving as the mold by which other action stars form their own career. No,
0: that's stupid. I'm not, I'm not discrediting him, but I don't like when they say, oh, they're the best because they're the first, right? Yeah. So, like, Johnny Unitas is the greatest quarterback ever because so many model, so many people modeled their career after him. No, it's like if if you've taken it to the next level, you deserve to be acknowledged for that. You could be like, this is my godfather right here, but, you know, like, number one should be number one. So it's Dwayne the Rock Johnson in my mind. Um, that was by yardbarker.com. I like yardbarker for these kind of things. So, um, um, this is yeah. Shanghai. And China actually banned the film because they said they didn't depict Shanghai properly. You've been stuck in Shanghai, Kyle, so... I was Shanghai in Shanghai. <laughs> you be the judge. You be the judge.
1: Uh, well, they're not they're not eating scallion pancakes and soup dumplings, so yeah. Not depicting it properly.
0: What do you think they meant? Because I don't remember it being like, offensive to Chinese people or China itself in the scene.
1: I guess besides not... Well, okay. So I guess since they're like getting a terrorist biological weapon, maybe they're offended saying that like that's that would be something to steal
0: oh, in our it's country. actually the Chinese government who is buying this device?
1: No, but just like I don't know that it Probably exists. Oh, that's there. That it's is there, and they're not showing any other thing of, like, you know, there was the initial thing saying, like, Shanghai on the screen, and you just see the cityscape and, like, the bay, and then nothing else, so I guess, I, 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 have, no, I have no idea, yeah,
0: that's... I mean, we'll see, maybe, maybe they're showing, like, these guys is incompetent, and that's what they don't like. Eventually, they let it get released in China, because maybe for the reasons we're saying, like, oh, there's nothing really bad here.
1: You know, it's. I'm totally uh, remembering right now, it, just as far as release and like it, like you know, uh, trepidation uh, and stuff like that, was at the same time as this. So you know, this is made by Paramount. This is a Paramount franchise. Crazy jump. Um, and, uh, Paramount is owned by Viacom. And Viacom, one of their properties is Comedy Central. Comedy Central, arguably their biggest show of all time, South Park, had an episode that offended Tom Cruise. And he made the stipulation of that he would not go out and promote it at all. And so for a while, they weren't showing that episode. That's funny. uh, Yeah.
0: And I know... That they canceled the deal on the movies after this. Um, obviously, they got made eventually, but Tom Cruise's contract was canceled at this point because this is the South Park episode didn't come out of nowhere. This is the era where Tom Cruise is jumping on couches and being really, really strange. Yes, you know, whole Katie Holmes thing. He was the butt of a lot of jokes, but you know, like whatever, you like Tom Cruise, hate Tom Cruise. He's clearly moved past that in a sense that he's still making these movies and they're still making money. If if there's one thing that he does right, it's make action movies.
1: Oh, I mean, and he just has such a, he, he is such, he's a charming motherfucker. Like he just has such a Hollywood leading man kind of, you know, it's not the same as like what I'd say for, you know, like George Clooney or something like that, but he's just so you know i just i don't know i catch like interviews with him what was the most recent thing that you know supposedly he's just like obviously always like very nice to people but then like does get intense uh i don't know if you heard that release thing from the mission impossible set where he's like screaming at the crew saying like I mean, he, it makes sense. He's like, we're getting to do something right now, and you guys are being selfish and fucking it up. And get, you know, like I don't
0: buy. What? What didn't they do?
1: Like not, uh, like COVID protocols.
0: Ah, uh, okay. Like,
1: like people were like specifically like, caught not, like, obeying them, and then people were positive. And he's just like, this is... He's like, by doing that, you're fucking up so many people's jobs right now. I mean, that's
0: fair, then. That's fair.
1: No, that's fair. That's fair. So he has this intensity to him, still, of course. um, And there's still, obviously, all the, you know, Scientology stuff, whatever you want to make of that. And... uh, But, yeah, he's just very... It's very compelling and just uh, obviously
0: here to stay. <laughs> the precision of this kind of stuff is amazing. So, what's the plan right now? By the way.
1: Oh. Uh- like the briefcase that he took from Owen Davian in the Vatican had the location of the rabbit foot so this building in Shanghai and he's like you're gonna get it for me because it's obviously a very uh, dare I say impossible task mission fuck I fucked that up and
0: uh... it's another name of the movie impossible (laughs) Impossible task 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 impossible (laughs) I like I like impossible task because it's like it butchers the order too.
1: Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm such I just I really I really hate myself sometimes. But
0: but uh, yeah. So and then he's gonna supposed to bring it to him to get his wife. So correct me if I'm wrong. Like they're again not to use another pun from another thing, but they're going rogue right now to help him out to get his wife back. The rest of the team.
1: Yes. Yeah, cuz he escaped from IMF and yeah, he's he's on the lam.
0: And at this point, do you believe that he's totally willing to just give this up for his wife and not like you know, not uh try to save the day as well.
1: First or- and foremost, get his wife back, but then I feel like he would like once he got her to safety, he's just like I have to go back and like put his life in any kind of risk and danger, you know life-threatening possible situation uh, to get it back. But I think his plan is
0: right now to get um, Michelle Moynihan back. So, I mean, that makes sense. Now, I guess, I don't know. I guess we'll see how it turns out. Who knows? (laughs) (laughs) I, I think he dies in this one. He does. Spoiler. But seriously, he does. Well, yes, but <laughs> but yes, that's why I said spoiler. Oh, Maggie Q got clipped. Like I said, you're like a millisecond ahead of me. You're ruining it. <laughs> Let me. We'll try to go ahead. So. She's fine though. She goes on for all the other films. What's your time code? Um, 131, 56, 57, 58, 59. Okay, now I'm like two seconds ahead of you, which is whatever, two seconds. Okay, yeah. Good to remind folks of time codes. I don't feel like there's a half hour left of this movie.
1: Well, hopefully at least five minutes of it is the... credits (laughs)
0: credits <laughs> why hopefully why hopefully because it is i mean it, you're not enjoying mission impossible 3 you said it's your favorite one
1: yeah but i mean how, so how long is this in total it's just a little over two hours i mean that's yeah. not a bad runtime
0: no i want what are them now does he maintain this runtime pardon does he maintain the runtime <sighs> cruise <and whoever's sighs> doing it? i don't know let me see
1: Fallout, Ghost Fallout. Protocol
0: is two hours eighteen. Rogue mission, a rogue nation is two hours eleven. So they are a little longer. Oh, and then Fallout is two hours twenty-seven minutes. Ooh. they're getting full of themselves. I hate when people are doing these things. I mean, we, uh, our friends know from the Fast and Furious franchise, they love doing that. The last one, you know, quote unquote. It's probably going to be like six hours long.
1: Oh, yeah. It's like now the whole even Zack Snyder or Snyder cut of his Justice League that's coming on HBO Max this month. Uh, You know, the fact that number one, it's being made, that whole debacle, whatever you want to call it. And then then he's like, it's going to be four hours. And then they're like, well, we're going to make it four episodes. I'm like, okay, that's like Cool, and then they're like, "No, we're just back to it being four hour movie."
0: Oh, really? Yeah, I didn't know that. I thought they were going to do both. I thought like he really wanted that cut, so they would release the four hour movie and then release it as like that. But nope, I guess they' That's thing. I'm not watching that then. I don't care.
1: I mean, maybe they'll break it up, kind of like and do like a look. I just, guess
0: I guess we could break it up ourselves. Yeah, know?
1: exactly. You can just like and that. Well, that's a and that's a movie versus like I still haven't watched The Irishman. A year and a half, like later, pretty
0: much. <laughs> uh, well, that's what's great about uh, Wandavision and the shows now, and you know MCU killing it with these shows, and well, just they just have one, but the fact that they're just going to now run them, run the table with them, like oh that one's done, watch this one now, you know. Um, but I, I like uh, the little digestible pieces, and that's what I think we've talked about it on this show that they're not doing so many uh, movies, like um unique stories, independent movies anymore. They are, but we're not in that moment anymore. But TV is hotter than it's ever been. There's so much on TV, and I know it's always like, what do I watch, what do I watch? But that's where the artists are gravitating towards, and now the big budget stuff, like MCU, like Star Wars, and we're more in a, or at least we're equally in a TV era as we are in a movie era. It's not small screen, big screen anymore, except for the literalness of it. It's like a list actors will take TV roles, and it's not a step down like it used to be when we were growing up.
1: Yeah, and the technology like they're doing with the uh, Mandalorian and that and that it's called like the volume or whatever, um, and you can now be out in the desert, and it's not it's you know it's because it's not green screen; it's like a giant led screen and then they put practical sets like in front of it for the depth and playing all that it's a yeah it's pretty pretty awesome pretty spectacular that like and i think it's definitely going to be you know you know hopefully we get back to some normalcy post-pandemic but i think it's also like you're saying that on top of the 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 content is good and i know martin scorsese recently said he hates people calling content uh, okay okay yeah. <laughs> okay marty um but so that that is the ultimate draw to actors but also if you can be shooting most of the stuff in a studio and you don't have to be you know traveling and leaving your family for like a long long that much longer period of time uh, and you can just walk into a place, and you're automatically in uh, Shanghai, and not offending the Chinese. Uh, you know, that's a, that's a that's a win for these shows,
0: for sure. I mean, it's a uh, well, again, some of what you said, I don't want to, I don't want to offend the Chinese personally. So, but uh, you're right. Um, I'm just curious if a franchise like this. Eventually, does like a mini series at least in its oeuvre. You know, probably not. Yeah, I know Tom probably. Cruise likes the movies, but you can see other things moving to that, that format.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, hey, even uh, the it's connected, but there's in the uh, Fast and Furious. There's like that animated show now that's like Dom's son.
0: Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Holy.
1: Maybe Luda will get his own show Once the initial 10 movies are done
0: Yeah (laughs) Um So I'm reading some cool articles now And one of them from Relevant Magazine You guys should check it out It's by uh, by an author named, or writer named Joshua Peace, P-E-A-S-E And it's called Hear Me Out, Philip Seymour Hoffman was an All-time villain in Mission Impossible 3 Well we agree, we agree with that We could see it here in this scene clearly Um but he, he opens the article, there are three things you might not remember about Mission Impossible 3. Aaron Paul's in the film, <laughs> and then it goes, I didn't know this, Kanye West, a Kanye West song plays over the credits, and he wrote it specifically for the film. And the guy says, it's jarring and out of place, so we'll listen for it, because it's a rap song in a Tom Cruise movie. Um, I didn't know Kanye wrote something for this film, it does, it does seem out of place. And Yeah. Three, it says the movie isn't as good as you remember, but fuck them. I don't agree with that part. But they say, again, it goes on to say that Philip know, puts in one of the all-time greatest uh, performances for an action movie villain. And he says that basically this author is saying that without him, this film's not good. I don't know if I agree with that, but he does carry the film in a lot of scenes
1: yes exactly well like, he's not yes. in a lot if you think about it he's not in it a lot oh it's not his wife big reveal you know, billy crudup is the bad guy reveal then that wasn't his wife wah, wah. And,
0: and this guy argues that like if you just think about the lines that philip Seymour hoffman says they're very simple very plain He's a very boilerplate villain. But like you said, what it comes down to is that delivery. He's just so good at being sinister while not taking it over the top. There's a sense of control, as you were saying, you know. There's a sense of uh, you know, this is his job, this is what he does. And Billy Crudup, who we both love, we both love. He's more that, you know what I mean? He's more Yeah,
1: he's kind of getting the 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 Villain monologue
0: right now Yeah
1: He's explaining the whole thing Like Owen Davian doesn't have the time for that He doesn't care
0: i was trying to see like what Hoffman's scream time is clocked at But I don't know if anyone's clocked it. You know it's not like you see that in the credits Yeah It's gotta be pretty decent I don't think it's as much as we think, though.
1: No, I would say 25 minutes. Yeah, because right away, you just got to think of, like, the plane, the bathroom, like, those scenes, like, lingering. Like, that right there is near like eight ten minutes of stuff.
0: Um Kyle, just a reminder for us that uh there's some some cool Hoffman news that we'll share in our mid month. We'll talk about our mid month a little bit later. But we might as well drop it in now, too, in in case... I I didn't want to forget it, how um, NYU's Tisch School is uh, setting up a Phil Simmer-Hoffman scholarship. Yes. Uh, So I'll read more about that for our mid-month episode, but I just just remembered it right now, that I wanted to just briefly tease it, and we'll talk about it more again.
1: Thank you, Joey Lewandowski, for
0: pointing that out to us. Joey Lewandowski of Cruise Club and... Too Fast, Too Forever.
1: The Podfather.
0: Yes. And again, Mike Manzi, also on Cruise Club, and he does Third Times a Charm, and maybe he'll cover this, and maybe he'll invite us on for this one. Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) I I would probably guess he's not going to cover it, only because he's already covered it on Cruise Club.
1: Yeah, but he didn't have a conversation with us about it true Ooh.
0: i feel like there's pens i mean of course there's pens everywhere but like there's a use of pens in most of the mission impossible franchise movies
1: i feel like in most like action movies <laughs> like, true escapism water there's, World. A, there's a even not it's not a uh uh a um Action movie, but Silence of the Lambs, handle Electric steals
0: a pen. Uh, Avatar. Avatar? When are we getting those Avatar sequels? I know you're really looking forward to them. Oh, Jesus Christ. Really? When are we getting those? I thought that was like a thing.
1: Supposedly soon, I guess. I don't know.
0: They shot it's them like, all already? Like, or, or, I like, think so.
1: Uh, did, I did, don't know. Did, did the technology, care. the
0: underwater technology, get invented that James Cameron wanted? Who
1: knows? He probably started the pandemic as an excuse.
0: (laughs) I remember for years, I don't know if you still are, but for years you were offended that he, I don't know about offended, but you were like, it was like an all come on moment that he had a moment of silence for the Titanic, the Titanic. Well, uh, it's at the Oscars.
1: It's, it's that meets then he follows it up by like, okay, let's party. Like, like he literally says something along those lines after the moment you know, moment but, of silence. So it's it's just also like, like
0: oh. really, did you like donate money to the survivor's great grandchildren or something? Yeah.
1: <laughs> so like you're you're, you know, remember, you know, moment of silence for something that happened eighty years ago and then and then yeah, then following it up and like, All right, let's get sloshed.
0: So the, the shooting for Avatar finished in September twenty twenty
1: of all like the like was he shooting like two three and four like all, supposedly so that... it
0: took it took three years yeah but then now he has to so that's like... what that means shooting for the all of those movies has ended yes okay but now he has to color it in with his cgi tech and stuff so yeah he needs to smurf it out december 2022 is the <laughs> release date right now for avatar sequel Will people care by that point? I think that's the biggest question.
1: I mean, when did the first movie come out? 2010 or 2011? Or 9, even. It might have been 2009.
0: And the third one's supposed to come out in 2024. Who cares? (laughs) I mean, that's the thing. He's bet on himself here. He's done it in the past. He's succeeded in the past. These sequels better be so good that I, I, I say... It's 2009, by the way, the first Avatar where they better be so good where, like, you and I have to say, all right, we have to see it because everyone's saying it's so good, right? Because I think so many people are skeptics right now because of how long it takes. The movie did not age well. No one's talking about Avatar. There's not. I remember, There was talk at one point of building, like, an Avatar land in one of the theme parks.
1: Oh, isn't there, though?
0: Oh, there, there is. There
1: is. Yeah. There is. Let's see. I mean, that's a fr- – I forget – I mean, you know, it's. I think it's still, like, the number one, like, grossing movie of all time.
0: I think it's been outpaced at this point by the, one of the Avengers movies, but yeah. Oh yeah,
1: no. Endgame did like technically become it or whatever, but um, well,
0: you're right. There is a. It's in Animal Kingdom. Of yeah, course, exactly. They made that
1: more like the. Their their tree of life, whatever it is in the movie. Um. Yeah, it's just if you think about it, what did you say the the the. Fourth one is then get or third one is going to come out in 2024 or something
0: like that. And there's talks of a fourth if it does well.
1: Okay, so it has to
0: make over a billion dollars to do well. So
1: when when the third one comes out in 2024, that's only five years away from 20 years since
0: the initial one was released. (laughs) And it wasn't that they took a break. He, He he announced a sequel right after the first one.
1: I mean, he's just. I mean, just. I mean, look at his track record. Then, like after, I mean, he goes like. You know, it wasn't a long time between True Lies and Titanic, but then Titanic was 1997 to 2009, so that's 12 years right there. So he's at the 12-year mark right now. Jeez. I don't get it. He's not fucking Kubrick. I get his breaks. He
0: thinks he is. (laughs)
1: Like, he should just stick to, like, like, when he did the documentary, I'm like, yeah, like, with all of his, like, how he, like, nerds out on stuff, it's like, yeah, like, yeah, just make, like, some do- cool documentaries and, like, fucking space and underwater, like, do that. I don't care about your narrative stories at this point. Wait,
0: are there more Hoffman scenes? Yes. Okay, okay. I'm like, did we miss that? My My, like, memory of the end of this movie is really out of order.
1: Very little, there's, like, no more
0: dialogue. Okay, okay. James Cameron, though, action film director. Um, I mean,
1: yeah, between, yeah, between uh, Aliens and then True Lies and uh, why am I blanking on it? And then
0: both Terminators. I was going to say, yeah, like, like that's right there. That's four of the greatest action films of all time. True Lies not really being on. I, mean, I love True Lies, but it's like True Lies is a top 100 action film. You could argue the others are, are you know, top ten, top twenty.
1: Yeah, and I mean, yeah, Aliens and then Terminator Two are like his best. Terminator because, is like great. Terminator Two
0: is still great.
1: Oh yeah, it's a it's like a perfect blockbuster. It's just like those action set pieces, like when when he's like on the motorcycle and the guys in the truck, and they're after so the key
0: lines too. Oh yeah, exactly. Hasta la vista, baby. I hate the kids in that, though. I, sometimes I root against John Connor, not going to lie. <laughs> is that, yeah, uh, man, was yeah. that, was that Edward Furlong, right? Yeah, and then you like the redhead friend of his <laughs> with the, with the mullet. Hasta la vista, baby. Oh, my favorite line from the movie, though, is definitely the, come with me if you want to live. Yeah. Underrated Which, line. Done awesome in Casper. (laughs) Is he dead? Terminated. (laughs) (laughs) Why do you cry? I'm not doing the Arnold, but you mean people? Yes. I don't know. We just cry, you know, when it hurts.
1: (laughs) You're Edward. For a long is on point. Oh, always a, a slight Rosie Perez to anything I do. <laughs> Damn he's ta- I I know we've said this before, like he's he's like taking in some of his uh high
0: school wrestling knowledge. Yeah. Like, yeah it? he looks he's badass here. You can't just go around killing people <laughs> <laughs> I think the guy's name is Miles Austin. Who he kills? I was gonna say Miles Davis. <laughs> Shame on me. Oh,
1: the the um the guy that like the took the arm guy. from the first yeah yeah first Cybernet is that the company? Skynet, Sky, Skynet, Skynet. 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 Come on, this is honestly. I think this isn't the movie anymore. This is just Tom Cruise. Yeah. Like I think honestly I think Tom Cruise is someone that probably just imagines like she is my wife right now. Like this is oh, like he's just like this is what I would do. Like he's almost he doesn't verbalize it like a ridiculous thing like Mark Wahlberg says. Like if I was on the plane the that flight wouldn't have crashed in like to Pennsylvania on nine eleven. That's something that Mark Wahlberg actually said.
0: Ooh <laughs> yes Mark Wahlberg did say that <laughs>
1: But, like, so Tom Cruise doesn't verbalize that because he's not an idiot, Uh, but I feel like he puts himself, like, in that mindset. Like, if I was on that, that wouldn't happen. Like, if I was there, like, I would do anything, and that person would not succeed. Like, I feel like that's, like, his,
0: like, acting
1: motivation.
0: Someone in a review was saying, I'm just reading some reviews now, how, uh, you know, the Vatican does, as you mentioned, have that, like, shawl policy or whatever, just the shoulders. But if you go back to that party, there's, like, a hot woman wearing barely anything in the Vatican. <laughs> it's funny. Obviously, it wasn't shot at the Vatican. This is the drug use. Yeah. Did you see that Jason Statham movie where it's, like, he can't get his heart rate under... A certain level or uh, it's, crank, it's like, yeah, it's like speed, but in a body. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> does a bunch of drugs. Like a set. It's like such a, like a man action movie. You know what I mean? Like, oh, yo, could you imagine? Yeah, like obviously, like, he,
1: obviously, he's still around via the Fast and Furious franchise. But like, he's someone that had like, you know, like like I an era where he was it's starring definitely an interesting in a film. career. Yeah, handsome. Yeah. Rod. Yeah, like, I mean, you know, definitely with, um, you know, Guy Ritchie was his big guy. And then, yeah, then he had oh, an like, Italian job. Oh, shut <laughs> up. <laughs> um,
0: Ooh, this this scene but always yeah, like, freaks then... me out. Oh, sorry. I'm talking to Jason Statham, and that was, this scene just freaks me out.
1: Yeah, no, well, now we're at the point where, where, as I uh, said, like, yeah, he technically dies, right? Technically, yes, but, like. (laughs) Again, that's just Tom Cruise at this
0: point. I love how she's, like, a medical professional, and she's like, all right. (laughs) At least, again, at least he has a medical professional. Yeah. It's not a medical thing. It's not, like, just, like, a random person. So how does this work she has to kill him
1: well it was she they needed to do the same thing that they were trying to use the defibrillator on the helicopter with Gary yeah. Russell because the charge will like deactivate that whatever device that is that makes your
0: brain explode <laughs> Jurassic Park moment right here yeah exactly. <laughs> Definitely inspired from that. I don't care what anyone says. I don't know if people count Jurassic Park as an action movie. It's so many things, but...
1: Well, yeah, now, unfortunately, the new ones are like action movies. I mean, the, 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 you know, like, but, the, they have much more staples of the modern action blockbuster,
0: like... But that kitchen scene is super influential in like action movies going forward after that, just in suspense movies, thriller movies, you know.
1: No, that was just such a great reaction, Billy up Like, fuck! I just got shot by a woman. Like, I'm a trained yeah, but, agent.
0: and he, he knows who she is. So it's not just like <laughs> I got shot by a woman. It's like I got shot by the dude's girlfriend. Yeah, you know? like if he got shot by Carrie Russell or, uh, yeah, Maggie, Maggie Q.
1: I just got shot by an untrained. Yeah. And luckily, she is trained in the medical arts. Yes. Shout out to our healthcare heroes.
0: Absolutely, absolutely. You think Tom Cruise is like milking this? He's like, "Oh, pretty girl gets to kiss me." She kind of yeah. Has
1: he's Katie. he's he's smalls in this situation
0: from <laughs> the Sandlot. <laughs> she she kind of has Katie Holmes vibes too, and that's who he was into at the time. So.
1: Yeah. I guess the first thing I saw Michelle Moynihan in was uh, Kiss Kiss Bang Bang.
0: That was like a year before this. Okay. I don't I don't see them as like the same era. <laughs> you know? I don't know why. Really? I feel like actually they have like almost like a weird... They do. They do. But I saw Kiss Kiss Bang Bang years later. So for me, it's like... This was much more on my radar than Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. When it
1: really, happened. I could have sworn that we, like we talked about that movie in like high school together.
0: No, you uh-huh. you turned me on to it in a like when we were post college. Yeah, yeah, hanging out again post college, like early on in that. So okay, yeah,
1: yeah, because that was also that I always say that, and then Zodiac. That's to me. Robert Downey Jr.'s comeback before I, Iron. I
0: Man. think I think that's literally the conversation we had to go like back in time. I think it was like you know I saw I saw Zodiac in college, um really liked it. I'm like oh yeah I feel like you know that really brought him back. It was cool seeing him in that. And then another movie I really like, which is like, I think they covered on the Shia LaBeouf podcast, uh, a guide to recognizing your saints, which is like a cool little indie film. And you're like oh, but you have to count kind of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang. And that's the first time it really came on my radar.
1: Oh okay cool. Well you're welcome. <laughs>
0: Glad I did something right in my life. So she brought him back to life. There's no more Hoffman, yeah. but great, great villain performance from our main man Phil. And you know, in the in the movies remaining on the wheel, we have another one, as you mentioned, Magnolia with Tom Cruise. So we'll discuss that soon. And uh, another kind of action movie. You know, I don't know if you do you count. Um, uh, thriller. Yeah, it's more a thriller, right? Political, like you know, but there is some action. It's not like you know. Yeah. Well, I don't really like it's it. closer to like Manchurian candidate kind of stuff, right? True. See, it wasn't Larry, the bad guy. By yeah. the way, Larry Fishburne is not something that's like uh, pulling out of my ass. Like that's what's that's what he's actually credited on. I think it's Apocalypse Now. Apocalypse Now. Yeah. 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 Right. Little Larry Fishburne. 14, 14 or 16, I think it's 16 years old in the jungle. Is, <laughs> went, was he that young? He was, he lied about his age. He said he was 18, and I think he was like actually, and that's kind of like, he was cast because it's like, oh shit, this guy's 18, but he looks so young, and we want the character to look young. And he actually was like a kid from New York who lied about his age. So he's like, really mirrors the character. And you know, the production hell of that film. So you could only imagine. Literally, the, I know he didn't see Vietnam level shit, but the, <laughs> the movie shit. It's the, he mo- saw. It's, the, it's the movie Vietnam.
1: Like, it's the, <laughs> you know, it's the it's, Vietnam version.
0: It, shitty to say, but come on. Like, it, for movie wise, yeah. Even though it's great, and Vietnam War was not great, so we can't say that, but in terms of production.
1: Who did I listen to? Oh, God, why am I. Scott, actor Scott Glenn. Okay. Um, he was on, uh, you know, wtf podcast it's really he's an interesting guy really i would never ever guess that he is super you should really check it was it was i thoroughly enjoyed like listening to like his story and like i think he and his wife live in they live in idaho or so like somewhere around there and like you know it's he led a really interesting life and then he's and how he met Coppola, and he has a brief role in Apocalypse Now, because oh, wow. Wow. like he helped Coppola, like on set, like helped him out, like because he
0: served in Vietnam. It's crazy. That's crazy. Yeah, I mean that I didn't know he served in Vietnam, so that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Um, and just quickly, just want to fact check: He uh, Lawrence Fisherman was actually 14 when he shot it. He Are you play- serious? He was playing a 17 year old. He. He was like, again, he was a child actor, but in, in small stuff, kid from Brooklyn, faked his age, got hired. They took him to wherever they shot that, Philippines or something like that, you know. Um, and, yeah, how insane is that? In that that's scene. crazy. In wow. Scene. And we were just talking about Boys in the Hood, that he kind of had a big lull in his career. And that's when he was uh, cast as a Cowboy Curtis on Pee-wee's Playhouse. <laughs> and John Singleton was a production assistant on PB's Playhouse and he's like yo I have this movie I want you to be in it and that's kind of you know how wow. it it in the hood, and had a little bit of a revival there and you know, the rest is history yeah wow. so wow. This, this movie's history we accepted the mission it did not self-destruct so awesome Mission Impossible 3 again great Hoffman performance great villain performance great Kanye West song now great Kanye West song What's the first Kanye West song? (laughs) Yeah, I didn't know that. (laughs) This is hilarious. What's the first Kanye West song you ever heard?
1: I don't know. I'd have to like look at his like songs to see like when they came out. The first time he really was on my radar was with the uh, the uh, Jamie Foxx doing the
0: Ray Charles stuff. Yeah, I, digger, thought, right? I thought that, but then I realized um, No, he's been
1: around for a long time. So like I know there's gotta be something before him, but that's but honestly I, that that is the only Kanye West song I can name. So, so
0: but I guess my point was uh it's actually a movie thing the first time I pick up Kanye West, so it's not that crazy that he's doing this. Uh, it's a, and I think it's used in the movie, but it's in the trailer for that movie Jarhead. Uh, it's that the Jesus Walk song. Oh, uh, okay. It was, yeah, a that, very-
1: was like in, that was like two thousand that came out in Fall of 2005.
0: I remember that being a very distinct trailer, you know, because it was like Jesus walks and it has like the soldiers and stuff. So, mm-hmm. um, I, you know, Kanye, obviously a big producer, but I had no idea that he made this song for this. It makes sense, <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's very like. Hate to say it, it's very Will Smith. Not that the song sounds like that, but it's like very Will Smith to do, like, like Wicked Wild, Wild West. You know, he's, <laughs> he, he's not in the movie, but it is kind of funny. Like, uh, I have the subtitles on, you have the subtitles on too. And if you look at the lyrics, it's all about the movie. Hopping yeah. out the bands with the perfect tens. Man, your life must be perfect, man. You know, like, <laughs> 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 it's impossible. <laughs> oh, man. We gotta, we gotta, I should we? I'll probably just drop it in. Um, this edit. So, <laughs> well, guys, thanks so much for listening. Remember, you can check this podcast out Cage Club Podcast Network, Cage Club.me, Stitcher, Spotify, Google Podcast, Apple Podcast. Remember, hit that subscribe button as well. Tell the world. About this podcast and the legacy of Feltzmer Hoffman. Of course, I have another show on this podcast network, High School Slumber Party, which I teased already. This same day, another Fishburne movie. I did it on purpose, not really, but we're, we're talking Boys in the Hood, a new uh, little series. We're doing called the Black Teen Experience. We're talking some Black Teen movies. Uh, Kirkland Shepard's my co-host on that, so check that out. And Kyle, I know Foodie Films is on hiatus, but I'll tell you what, Foodie Films Instagram is not on hiatus because you've been making some delicious sandwiches. Yeah, yeah,
1: that's extended hiatus with the podcast, but. Um... You know, uh, still gotta eat, still gotta eat. There's a hundred episodes out there for you guys to check out. If you're interested, we talk food, food centric films. I talk with a lot of people, great people that work in, the food, drink, you know, service industry. And, uh, yeah. So please check that out. And I just want to say whether this was, uh, the first, p.s i love you know p.s i still love hoffman episode you ever listen to or if you are a devote hoff fan since the beginning thank you very much for listening and uh wow four years since we released our first episode um crazy so thank you very much for your support and uh just keeping the big guy's legacy alive. Not that you know. I think it. I think it would be not, even if we didn't have a podcast. But happy to do our little part in it. Our little part, exactly.
0: All right. So, Kyle, uh, as we keep this legacy alive and do a very cool thing, I think you got to tell the Hoff fans what they need to do. Stay on uncool,
1: stay uncool, cool. Stay on cool.
0: Cool. <laughs> stay <Ta-da>! on cool.
1: Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Thanks, so thank you I believe in miracles Since you came along